or a manager, you have had to at some point said to yourself, why can't my staff just get their jobs done? I know I have. I know that I talk to these guys weekly and I know that they have. And so the good news is if you're questioning yourself and the productivity of your staff, and your employees, you're not you're not dissimilar from anyone else in business. So take solace in knowing that. Um, but having productivity problems in your business really hurts. It hurts on many fronts. I mean, to say the least, your customers, your team, and ultimately it can hurt your bottom line. So today on the reboot, what we're going to do, we've got the crew and I, we've got some ideas and some thoughts that we've used in the past to head off productivity problems with our team. And we're going to give those to you too today. Well, first, uh, thanks for joining the reboot. I'm Jim Gaff, and this is the reboot crew. Uh, we're focused on your roadblocks that your business faces every day and every week because we all have them, and to help you evaluate and reevaluate those roadblocks and, and potential solutions for them. But again, first, I'm Jim Gast with SpliceNet Cincinnati, and that guy is... Hey, I'm Dave Groot with Windstar Technologies in Culpeper, Virginia. Brian Bratchy, BNL PC Solutions on Long Island in New York. And David Luft with LDD Consulting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm Ryan Heisler, Computer Ease, are in uh, St. Louis and Chicago. Guys, I got to tell you, um, Adam and I talked about this topic together, and he was really, really excited about it. To say the least, I think, Dave, I think your comment was maybe he should have a little bit of passion, right? Exactly. You know, very passionate about this movie. He was having a rough day with his staff that day. And look, uh, my, my, my staff are really mad at me today because I messed up, right? Um, I'm not productive all the time. None of us are, right, guys? We're not uber productive all the time. Can't be. Um, but... For our teams, we're, it's, we're responsible for what they do, right? We're responsible for serving our customers. We're responsible for delivering a product or a service to our customers. And so it's my opinion that we need metrics in place, something to measure that, uh, to keep that productivity where it needs to be, you know, at its highest possible. Uh, and so I'll start off by talking about what we use. When I'm looking at productivity, I think it starts with hiring. Okay. Um, I want to know, I want to see somebody that's organized. I love your head shaking, Ryan. I want to see somebody that's organized. I want to see a resume that's, you know, got some structure to it, got some flow to it that tells the right story. So that's where I start is in that process. You guys? That was actually my, my, probably my number one comment was that productivity, employee productivity, productivity probably starts or is most importantly judged before they even start working for you. Right. If, yeah, if you yeah. can't, if you can't sort of nail it in that interview process, then yeah, you're, you're not going to be the right person. So I think it starts there. I mean, what, what elements are you looking for when you're interviewing somebody? Is it, is it the, when you talk to them, is it, or is it, I mean, is it the resume? I know, I know some of you guys use tests and stuff like that and questionnaires for, for or interview processes that are online and stuff. Uh, do you look for thoroughness in that? What, is, what are some of the elements, guys? Yeah, absolutely. For me, I'm, I'm from the from the moment that I post that position. If I'm posting it somewhere, uh, that's like test one, right? Uh, so I always post something in the in the description that says, "Do this, right? Tell me your favorite restaurant or uh, do this uh, assessment, right?" And if uh, if you don't do these, th whatever it is, it's a simple, really a simple ask. If you don't do these things, then we won't even consider you, and we won't because honestly, if you can't follow that simple direction, then you know. We're gonna have problems as soon as you start, you know, working. Right. With us. 
Right. So it's it's like the, from the very first moment. That's that's what I'm looking for. Is somebody who can follow directions, um, because if you can follow directions and follow up, then you know then you're more likely to be the person that's going to be productive on your own without somebody having to like sit over your shoulder and, and babysit you. Yeah. Yep. Anyone else on that want to add to it? Then yeah, I've got some questions too that I ask people, and just to see you know how motivated one of them I like is what did you spend money on growing up. And then they'll say something and that has nothing to do with the question. But then, so how did you get that money? That's the question. So were they motivated to work or did they just, you know, whatever they happened to get? I like that one a lot. Yeah. I like that question so much. I actually stole it from David and I use that one all the time now. Yeah, we actually, uh, and everybody that's watching Reboot, I mean, the, the secret here is we, three or four of us were involved in a group interview for for this kid this week, right? And um, and that question actually came up, Dave that was, uh, it caught me from left field, actually. I thought it was a really good question that I'm going to use. What about job description, guys? Do you think that, uh, I think it's important, if you want somebody to be productive, they need to know what they're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so how are your job descriptions? Somebody want to talk about, somebody here have a really good, you know, like our job descriptions are like four pages long or something. You know, that kind of thing? I think without, without the metrics that Ryan uses to test people, no one really reads. You, you know, you can put in there what the expectations of the jobs are, what your roles are, responsibilities. I uh, even talk about scorecards in an interview. But, you know, I find that a lot of that stuff just kind of it's, it's it's a lot of people don't read it for whatever reason. And that's that's a challenge. But it's kind of shocking how many people you talk to that don't seem to know what the job is about. Right when it was described accurately, exactly, yeah. and they're responding to, and then they, they kind of seem like they don't know, or that that's not the thing that they were looking for, just completely off base with what they can or want to do. So it, it proves to me that most people aren't reading them, and that's why I put those questions in there because it tells me a if they're reading it, and b if they're paying attention and can follow a simple direction. Well, I, you know, it's a little off topic, but you guys remember the old uh, the old Van Halen Eminem clause in their contracts. You guys don't remember this great story, right? So, so Van Halen said they, they wanted no, whatever it was, green M&Ms in, in their, in their green room, right? No green M&Ms. Oh, their writer or whatever. Yeah. It was in their contract. Right. And, and so Dave, nobody really understood what it was. David Lee Roth came out uh, a couple of years ago with a long video, a great video. I'll send it to you guys. I'll, I'll link it to this, uh, this recording for everyone. And the reason it was is because first off, they wanted to make sure that the venue was reading the contract. And so if they walked in and there were green M&Ms, it told them, that they didn't read the contract. Somebody didn't read the contract and, and enforce it. Really, the reason they cared about it was because, you know, the important stuff in there, like, hey, we need a stage that can that can hold this much weight, you know, per square foot or whatever it was. We need this much. We need this type of electric. And they know that if they didn't read that green M&M clause, they probably didn't read any of that other stuff, too. And they called off shows because of it. Right. And so, you know, maybe we should all be here's a here's an off the cuff thought. Maybe we should all be putting green M&M clauses in our job description and during the interview. What do you think about that green M&M question? Well, I mean, sometimes we do. It's as simple as you need to complete an Indeed assessment, and they yeah. don't do it anyway. Yeah, right. it's, it's it's One I like is just to ask them, what do you know about our company? And you could tell if they know anything because right. my company doesn't come off as a MSP. They're like, oh, well, you guys do consulting. Right. And what I – I really prefer people that are honest with me and say, I don't, I don't really know much about your company versus the ones that just kind of wing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't look at my website, 
I mean, it tells me, you, know, you can immediately tell whether they've read about you, looked at LinkedIn or whatever, right? And if they don't, if they're honest about it, okay, cool. You know, let's move on. Let's see what else. But if they don't answer that question, you know, with some sincerity, you're right, guys. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not being productive. They're not being productive. Uh, what about metrics, guys? I mean, after we tell them what they're supposed to do, do you guys measure your, your team? We do. How do you do that, Brian? What do you guys use? Um, well, we, we, you know, it, it, part of our challenge was, you know, finding a tool to use. Um, and I had uh, started with Bright Gauge a while ago, and and I, you know, loved the um, the metrics that it that it, it was able to give. Um, we just I didn't have the uh, I wasn't getting the productivity out of the staff to give me the metrics I wanted. So I, I canceled the product. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, so um, you know, we're, we're we've simplified it now. So we're, we're taking we're we're taking surveys um, after each support ticket. Uh, through Kruhu, and we're letting the customers, clients, uh, let us know how we did. Um, and then to kind of, you know, boost productivity, you know, there's some some internal challenges, rewards, you know, um, who's going to get the most, whoever gets the most, you know, awesome ratings this week gets a $50 gift card or something, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, gift certificate for lunch, you know, just um, to kind of keep, keep them engaged and, and make sure that the tickets are open timely, closed timely, because that was a big thing too. The, maybe the work was getting done, but I'm not seeing it until a week or two later that that, that ticket's closed, and it's it just screws everything up. Um, so that's what that's what we've we just started with that about a month ago, and it's it's been great so far. Anybody else using anything? Um, we started using a scorecard, and one thing I found was that you have to have things that they are really able to control. If it's a vague thing that whatever they do has no direct impact on that it's not helpful even if it's important to the business so right. it has to be something that when they make a change it directly impacts that scorecard number mm -hmm. <clears throat> i work with a lot of law firms and the one thing that most law firms really don't have a good grasp on like we do and and, and everybody that's in, on the reboot we're, we we have msp businesses we're managed service providers that do uh, some level or some type of out outsourced IT supports or projects or whatever. Um, and so we use tickets in our businesses, right? So um, I don't have law firms that are using tickets, if you will, or, or real good, great task management where you have oversight and you're seeing, you know, did somebody hit the goal? Did they go over the goal when they completed that task? Um, I'm sure that they're out there for businesses. And if they're not, they, you know, uh, we got to make a lot of money by developing one, guys. But um, you know of any business type that you guys work with that's really good at at managing their their, their what they have to do? Maybe a manufacturer, for example. No. Actually, there's one dentist that we work with that they have a great scoreboard in their sure. lounge, and it just it's things like you know how many referral customers did we get? How many? So they've got a bunch of things that you can see directly impact them and yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a nice big board they put up in there our core boards are front and center in our business and we're measuring things like customer response how quickly did we respond to to a customer right um and we trend that number so we want to see it uh you know always trending at a certain level within an hour is always our goal right um and, and it depends what the what the priority of the issue is but if it starts to trend you know up we start to look at and then we drill down and say, okay, well, who's 
being less productive at responding, right? You know, um, and we use Breakage. By the way, what was that product called, Brian? Not Breakage, but the other one you mentioned. Uh, is that that's not specific to um, MSP? MS, it is. It is. Well, you know what? Go ahead and put it in in the chat if the so people can sure. research a little bit. Sure. And if you guys have got some other things, put it in the chat so other people can see this later on. But I think it's important to monitor. You mentioned scorecards, right? And so, you know, how, how, what kind of things do you look for on a scorecard? Um, we have we just look at uh, backups that have failed more than two days. Yeah. And things that are just critical to our business, antiviruses that are out of date, you know, things like that. Just yeah, things that are really important to me that I don't want to have to make an excuse to my customer. Like Brian was just mentioning, he had a customer had a server crash. And he was able to get him up and running in 30 minutes because his backups were working. Yeah. And yeah. There, I've, I've picked up a number of clients because MSPs were not backing their stuff up, even though they were charging them for it. And, you know, the times like that... <clears throat> To, to, to tag on the what I said earlier about getting customer responses from um, from tickets. I mean, you, you, something like that. The guy's down hard, and you know, um, again, separately doesn't have a contract. That's a different issue. But he had our backup solution. You know, he's down hard. He's got seven people that can't do any work. Calls us up. He's up in thirty minutes. You don't think my marketing girl is going to hit him up for a review of how we're doing and write us a Google review? I mean, that's you know. Um, and that's that's you got to feed off of that, and and just you know, um, and and something else we do we can measure is um, you know our, our inbound phone calls, right? Everything now is is VoIP, and you can kind of look at those metrics and see, you know, um, at least with Citricom, you can look and see who's who's picking up these calls. Maybe you know, but why is why is you know this extension, this person, you know, getting, you know, it's a five to one ratio. I mean, you guys got to step up because they all ring in a pool, you know, share that a little bit, and 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 if you don't. Maybe there's there's a lack of knowledge somewhere or something, you know, so so is there more training needed? Is there a fear of talking, you know, try to find those things out. But but something like your phone system can show you who's the most active in, in that regard. Maybe someone else is doing handling the tickets that come in via, you know, over email more than than some other metrics. Yeah, I think that knowing everything is different and we're talking about our businesses. But I mean, and, and, the, and the things that we do specific for our businesses, but these apply everywhere, right? I don't care if you're a dentist, a CPA, a doctor, so on and so forth, right? How long, do, if you're a doctor, how long did it take to get that person out of our waiting room and into a room and a doctor in to see that person and then them out the door, right? I mean, those are the types of metrics that we should be looking at. How long did it take to get a nurse in there, get a blood pressure check, you know, a temperature and, you know, or whatever else you have to measure or, or you know, that's the type of stuff that you should be looking at and measuring with your staff and then setting expectations with them, guys. I think that's the key. You know, we uh, we were getting a, lot of, a little on the hand, um, I thought, and, uh, and and we've been starting to put in metrics like last hour, early, early on in 2020. And, um, and so when I saw things kind of start to go out of kilter, I reined us all in and I said, hey guys, here's our targets as a group. I said, here's our targets as a group. If you know, if we're not hitting these targets as a group, then we're not doing good. You know, we're doing bad. We're going to lose customers. People are going to lose jobs. At the end of the day, if we're not, if an individual isn't hitting productivity, you can either let it infect the entire business or you can just chop that off, you know? Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to compromise, you know, your, your service for, you know, because you're closing more tickets. You know, you want to keep, you know, keep going up on both. Yep, yep. You know, I, I also think that... <clears throat> We've got a we've got an interesting situation, and I, I 
I'm not complaining. I mean, every, like I said, no one's perfect, but you may have somebody that's low productivity, but great at their job. Right. And then somebody that's high productivity and then just messes up here and there, little tiny things. Right. And you guys have that situation mm -hmm. where you're like, wow, that guy's great, but where's the numbers, you know, where are the numbers? Uh, or, or, well, this guy closes more than anybody else, but, you know, we have to do reworks and stuff. So that was, that was, that was what got me going with, with, with Kruhu because, you know, I could say 10 times and I, I listen, I, I was at tech for 20 years. I, I know what it's like. I know, you know, I get pulled in 10 different directions. I'd get it all done very quickly, yeah. but it doesn't show when I'm closing tickets a week or two later. So um, when I, when I, you know, you can, you can only say that so many times, right. But now when it comes down to, well, here's what's happening guys, when you close a ticket, you know, you're going to get an, an you, you potentially can get an instant response from that client. So if you're closing that ticket from a week and a half ago, they're not going to number one, they're not going to rate you or review you, and they're going to wonder why is it taking us this long. I said so. It's, it's ultimately on you now. So believe it, believe it or not, ticket closures are where they should be now. I uh, I also share uh, with our team when we have bad news. You know, hey, so and so is mad at you. You really let them down here. Uh, don't take it personal. And I mean, it's just work. You know but we need to pick it up over here at the same time we share great news you know hey so and so said so and so did a great job and we tell everybody about that you know mm -hmm. um, because we, sh we should all be always targeting to, to be as best as we can you know um so you know in some industries like if you're a trucking company right uh, being there to pick something up on time is like the metrics right that's like the thing uh, if you're a manufacturer and, and you know, getting the ship on time is like the thing, you know? Um, I think if every business has the thing, whatever that thing is, right? If we look at that, I like to take steps back with our customers and help them evaluate it, right? Because I don't just do IT support. I do some business consulting for some of them as well. And I say, okay, in your business, what are your key things that, that, that lend to the end result? So, you know, I think it's a, a knowing the other tip I have is looking at that end game. What is that? And then measuring backwards. What dramatically affects that end result? In our business is it's closing tickets, right? And not having to rework them. So what is that? You know? And, and you know what? Closing tickets is kind of a dangerous metric though, because yeah. I know. I now they're just closing tickets. I want to yeah, know how many of them are reopened. Like well, or how many of them are important to me, right? Okay. I have a very tragic example from a couple of days ago. We had to call AT and T uh, about an issue with the clients, uh, and this was like an enterprise uh, internet circuit that we needed to have uh, a change made to. They had a managed router. It took fifty minutes. <clears throat> I think I talked to twelve people, right? So if each one of those people is being measured on how many calls they complete, right? Most of those calls were. 20, 30 seconds, right? Because it was me saying, hey, are you the right person? And them saying, no, let me get you the right person. And then sending me to the wrong person again, uh, 11 times. Uh, it, so those people all closed a lot of phone calls because of just me. And I would I would imagine that probably happens, you know, more often than the opposite happens where somebody just gets one call and they get to the right person. So if you're you measuring 11 people and just keep one. <laughs> yeah. If you're measuring how many calls they take or close, yeah. you know, you got a bunch of really short calls that were somebody who's about ready to, you know, explode mentally because they're they're so angry that they they can't just get to the right person that can help them. 
then that's you know it's a, just a you have to be careful with measuring by like closed tickets or phone calls that you total phone calls that's why i think brian's idea with crew is is a little bit better than that because yeah. it's actually clients feedback how was the experience right you know i think that's a really good point on measuring a false goal right you know i mean it's a it's really not the metric the metric is close the ticket make the customer happy you know and not have to do it over again right yeah and yeah my whole thing is, 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 is close the tickets but not necessarily like you say Ultimately, listen, as MSPs, if we're doing everything, if everything's great and everything's running optimized, I mean, we shouldn't have any tickets. Right? Well, that's, I was going to say, know? the metric that I go for is less tickets. Yeah. Like, uh, right. every time there's a ticket, what can I do to make sure that never happens again? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're a dentist or if you're a trucking company or something like that, you know, they're going to measure it differently, obviously. Sure. Yeah. As long as Microsoft makes updates we are not going to have a stable environment. But nobody <clears throat> said tickets are going to be gone. Uh, you know, I, I know that's not achievable, but but the reality is you can quiet down quite a bit of it if it's done, you know, consistently. If the networks are rolled out consistently, if you have processes and procedures that do everything in the same way. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. That's okay, but I, I just don't, I, I don't want to try to, I don't want to get too, too folks focused on just like- Sure, right. Because what we do is, yeah, we, we can, the idea is that we should have less, but, but I mean, if, if, you know, your clients are going to need things, that's, that's why you're right. in business, right? Maybe it's a project, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a, some other request, or maybe, you know, they spilled coffee on their keyboard. You can't, you can't prevent that kind of thing. So, you know, that's why I think the, the measurement of how many tickets did you do is kind of a, a bad yeah. measure. Whereas the client had a request, are they satisfied or not? Did they get responded to, or did it get handled and done in a timely way? And was it right? And is the client happy? That's the big, that's the big measurement, right? How does the client response or how's the client's perception of how the experience, the whole experience was. So we're, we're gonna go over a couple minutes here, but I think it's worth talking about if you guys don't mind. What if somebody's off track? What kind of things do you guys do to keep get somebody back on track? Mm -hmm. Give them a really, really short leash. And uh, if not, then, uh, yeah. Free up their future. Free up their future. I think on track is is something that, that can be measured or looked at. You know, we use we use Teams for our projects, and we have checklists in there. And and if we're doing a migration, it's it's you know licensing, it's 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 um, pre stage, it's it, you know so everything there is measurable. And, and if if it's somewhere that that it, it should be on to the next phase, and it's not, we'll you know kind of reach out and say what's what's the issue, you know. Um, but generally. You know, if things are running right and you have productive people, you know, you know where they are and what's going on and what's missing or what's needed um, because they want to be productive. So, um, you know, not everybody is 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 not. It's just keeping them productive is really. What Being off at. track doesn't have to be a result of their effort. Right. Right. Or lack of effort or mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, it could be a result of a process or a business issue that Absolutely. needs to be addressed or looked at as well. You guys have. Uh, meetings often with your with your teams as a team or individuals and and you know touch base meetings with them i do yeah we don't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings but you know like we do those daily huddles in the weekly company meeting where everybody's on all of those calls and then if you're uh, having a problem or stuck on something you know you've you've everybody's heard about that what you're doing every day and, and so if it's a repetitive problem that hey i'm still trying to do this or i'm having trouble doing that you know, other people know about it, and I know about it, and I can jump in if need be and say, "Hey, let's. Uh, why, why don't we try something else?" Or, you know, have you tried this? So, yeah. 
and, and then a lot of communication too. That that goes back to having team players, right? If your team players, if they communicate with each other and try to help each other, if they do get stuck with something, then the others will they can reach out and the others will help them. Yeah, we have a daily huddle in our in our company, and there's three things uh, three things we we focus on in the huddle. We and it's it's fast. It's standing. It lasts 15 minutes. Um, for the number of people we have, that that's perfect. Uh, first, did you get accomplished yesterday? Your priorities. That's the most. That's the first thing. Second thing, what are your priorities for today? And and third thing, what are any roadblocks that with your priorities or anything else that you're in a roadblock? And that's where we, Ryan, that's where we can talk about escalating a problem. You know, hey, I'm having a problem doing X, Y, and Z. And these aren't specific to our industry, right? These are these are just generally good practices with any business well, it could be your, your your bookkeeper your admin it could be you know it's, it's anybody it's not trade specific it's it, or role specific it's just in in general and and yeah. you know one of the things with with my bookkeeper for example was you know what we're not gonna be able to transfer to you know uh, quickbooks from autotask without doing this or doing this and and that was a roadblock for her that i was you know um somewhat delayed on and and so we did that, went to QuickBooks Online, which I hate, but that's a whole separate conversation. But, you know, she can now do her job and, and, and it's more efficient for her. I see the benefits, but I, you know, you got to listen and move, move along and just, you know, um, get rid of those obstacles. Well, guys, I, we went over. I think uh, I think we kind of hit it from start to finish, really. I mean, you know, it starts with the hiring and you know, setting the expectations. with the firing. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't want to say the worst part. Wow. <laughs> I want to save it and build up to it, boys. No, yeah, hire right, set the expectation, measure the expectation, uh, you know, and, and present the present the results, and ultimately, you know, uh, correct as we go, uh, correct the ship as we go, and take action if that means hire to fire. You know, I think that's that's what you can do. So those are our tips for handling employee employee productivity problems. Again, this is the reboot. We are on every Wednesday at 1.30 Eastern time. Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Every other, didn't I say that? Every <coughs> other Wednesday. Thank you, guys. Every other Wednesday. Just trying at, to be motivated and productive. Yeah. <laughs> our next topic is going to be uh, keeping our commitments to our customers. How do we, what are some of our hacks to keeping our commitments to our customers? Um, hmm. uh, Ofer put a comment on here, guys. Ofer, we'll respond to you offline. We're out of time here, but thanks for that comment. And uh, and we'll definitely respond to it. So thanks for uh, tuning in. Guys, great show. Thanks a lot for joining us. Be joining Thank me. you. Thank you. See you.